It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for the match preview with myself, Andy Muscup, and as usual, John Gibson. Newcastle head down to, to the capital to face West Ham on Sunday on the back of a tremendous 4-1 victory over PSG in the Champions League. Not that you guys or John needed reminding about that little tiny result. What a night, John. Have you come down yet? Fabulous. I'm not quite certain I have, to be truthful. I've had a time of uh, ankles down to the, the bottom of the seat here just to make certain that I'm with you. I mean, oh, 20 years we waited. Was it worth the wait? Absolutely wonderful. Beyond everybody's dreams, I think. Uh, you know, we both think forecast Newcastle would win, but a lot narrower than it was. And uh, another glorious night, uh, they're few and far between, but another heavyweight down. I mean, I remember Barcelona 3-2, I remember Juventus 1-0, but this was 4-1. There wasn't a single goal in it, it was 4-1. Absolutely superb, and let us say, thoroughly, thoroughly deserved. 100%. And... Um, we saw each other before the game and there was just an atmosphere, wasn't there? Everyone was was was, was buzzing and Newcastle United, uh, the players clearly bought into how the fans were feeling on the terraces and you could see from the word go, PSG just weren't up for the fight. The big question uh, from some, John, has been how does it compare to that night against Barcelona? For me, there's no comparison because Newcastle United were in total control here against PSG. But as a man who reported on it back then, what's your answer? Well, that really, because Newcastle against Barcelona were unexpectedly staggering for an hour. Uh, but they were, they were then 3-0 up and they were lying on the ropes and they scored to get back the 3-2 and Ricky, the manager of uh, PSG, scored the first Barca goal and by the final whistle we'd had an epic victory but we knew if the game had gone on another five minutes it would have equalised and if it had gone on another ten minutes it would have won. It's, it's, it was before last night, it was the epic Champions League performance. 
you know, you're taking the first cup out of it because we won it, but that wasn't the Champions League. The best Champions League performance, although we beat Juventus and we did well against Inter Milan and heavyweights, the best was Barca, but that was better last night. That was genuinely better last night. Oh, 100%. And in, in terms of this weekend and just keeping the players grounded because you've just beaten PSG 4-1. You know, no one expected that. Those who did expect the win expected a close, tight game. But as we said, Newcastle in real full control, um, at least in my mind, it would be understandable to maybe fly off, as you say, into the stratosphere because you've done so well. But Eddie Howe has to keep them grounded. I think I think that will be the easier part of it, Andrew, because they are grounded bunch and they're very grounded manager. I think the harder part of it, it'll be physically and mentally up for a game on Sunday because there was so much adrenaline, so much emotion, so overflowing that not only physically was it tough, and I think that Newcastle were digging deep at the at the end, not not because they were hanging on, they weren't, but because they'd expounded so much energy. I think that physically uh, and mentally they're getting over such a high in, uh, you know, coming back to earth and starting again. Not because we're flying and uh, irresponsible, but because of the amount that takes out of you, the strength-sapping thing that takes out of you to produce a performance like that against opposition like that. And believe you me, Newcastle left everything on the field because the the match was settled in the first half because of the tempo we played at, because of the way we got about them. Uh, they didn't like that. And, and they're a team of egos and they're a team of individuals. We are a team in the little sense of the word team. They weren't. Uh, and one or two of the players, I must admit, their players made look to me as if they, when the going got tough, why are we here? You know, Mbappé, is his mind in Real Madrid already? Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't seem to be too much at Paris Saint-Germain. And we suspected that that might come into it. I, I suspected it might. And because they've got a lot of egos, it's a change, change team. They haven't had great results this season. And you thought if we got about them, and by Jove, did we get about them? And they didn't like it. There's no question about that. And also, I mean, the atmosphere before the match and, you know, the, the, the way, the vivid look of the, of the black and white flags and everything when we came out, everything was set up for what we got. And once they were on the back foot, they couldn't get back on the front foot. Um, and we, the only doubts I had was when they got to 3-1, were we going to be mentally and physically exhausted and they could perhaps snatch one and make a game of it. Didn't happen, and of course, Shaw come out with what was a stupendous shot at the end uh, to make the scoreline one of the great epics. And, you know, there's not a Newcastle United player that you can criticise. Normally in a match, you can say, well, Joe Bloggs was a little bit beneath par, didn't, this wasn't one of his better games, etc., etc. You could go from 1 to 11 and then go to the subs, and you, you couldn't really be critical of a, of a single performance, which is wonderful. But what makes it even more wonderful was the people that nicked the headlines, Andrew, were either our own, 
I mean, Dan Burns scoring a goal, Sean Longstaff scoring a goal, a couple of Jories, Elliot Anderson coming on and injecting energy into the into the team when it needed it because they'd expanded so much effort and the bench was so limited because of injuries. So those three lads. And then you add the old boys that were here in the dark days, like Shaw with his wonderful goal, Lascelles looking terrific. What a moment for him, skippering the side that put on one of the greatest shows in Newcastle night's history. I went up in the lift last night with his family, ironically, at the start of the game, and they were buzzing about the um, uh, the honour of skippering Newcastle in such an epic game before he produced yet another performance. And in Almeron, we must remember, we, you know, both Shaw and Lascelles and Almeron have had question marks against them and they're from the, the dark days initially, etc. And they've come out into the sunlight and, and produced terrific performances. Well, when Almeron put that ball in the back of the net, I did glance to my left to see if I could see you, just to see your reaction. I couldn't spot you in your cap there, but if I had done it, I would have come down and just tapped you on the shoulder just to see what your thoughts were in that moment. Um, and there would have been two. One, there would have been marvellous because he, it's wonderful, isn't it? He's only got one foot, but it's so great. I mean, he almost, he almost had to turn his body 180 degrees to get the left foot shot beautifully into the far corner. Did it wonderful. And I will also, while I'm on, because I think you would like a dollop of humble pie, I'll also, while I'm on, say how delighted I was for Dan Byrne with his goal, with his header, because that was his strength. We know what his weaknesses are, and I'm not going to go off on that one again, because we all know what they are. And if most players, not every player, but most players have got weakness. His strength is what he did in this in their six-yard box. You know, flattening the bloke that's in front of him, having so much desire to get to the ball and do what he did. And what a wonderful moment for him when, when we were waiting to see whether it would count or not, and it did. And then he's standing on the trust line with his arms out. He, he looked like the angel of the north with his arms out with full length and the rain pouring down on him. Great moment for both of them. Uh, thoroughly deserved because I've had some dark days. Let's go and do it again, guys. I wasn't going to mention it, John. I wasn't going to mention the fact that you want a Q and trip at left back and Tina Livermento at right back. I wasn't going to do it. I, I tell you what, seeing as you mentioned that, I wasn't going to mention that Dan Byrne will never be a left back as long as he's breeding wonderful Geordie A. But he was a wonderful Geordie hero last night and well done, him. Yeah, tremendous all round performance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And what does that do then for Newcastle coming into the game against West Ham? That is a difficult place to go. They've uh, started the season in reasonably good form, a point in a place above Newcastle. They've got some dangerous players, players that I think if Newcastle were offered them, you know, fans wouldn't turn them down. The likes of Paqueta, the likes of uh, Bowen. I mean, I'm a big fan of Jared Bowen. They've got some good quality players. But Newcastle United, after beating PSG, continuing the great run of form they're in, they will be going into that game on, on, on a high, surely. Oh, without the shadow of a doubt. I mean, uh, Newcastle's record is what? In the, is, is five wins in a draw in the last six games. They've, they've scored eight away to Sheffield United. They've knocked the European champions out the League Cup. They've massacred Paris Saint-Germain. They, they're really in superlative form. We know they're down to the bones with all the injuries. I mean, you had a look at the bench last night. The team was magnificent. You looked at the bench and it was limited. They brought on just about everybody they could bring on that wasn't a risk, didn't they? You know, with, with Murphy and with um, Anderson and Target right near the end. Um, but the bench, and it's further diluted, at least by one, with um, with Gordon going out at, at West Ham. And West Ham, I know, pushover, as you said, they stand one point ahead of Newcastle in the table as at kickoff. Uh, so that shows that they're not going to be a, a rollover. But, I mean, it, the emotional side will worry. I mean, I think the biggest opposition we've got is what I've already mentioned, which is emotionally coming down. Not because we're flying high and we're being irresponsible, but we're drained. You're mentally drained by this as well as physically drained because you had to get up so much and expend so much to to get what you got. And can we go all over again? My hope is that West Ham, of course, have got a game on, on Thursday night and they've got to travel back from abroad. So how well prepared will they be? But uh, yes, it's going to be... Uh, all things being equal, Newcastle win. Um, but in football, you never know if things are going to be equal. But um, yes, but it's interesting, you know, because it's it's two sides that are real outsiders as far as European football is concerned, and they've gate crashed European football. I mean, we are in the Champions League for goodness' sake, and proved we deserve to be there. And they were in the European Conference League last season. So they picked up a, a, a European trophy, albeit a much smaller one than the competition we are playing in. But they picked up a trophy last season. So it is two outsiders that have, have sorted out in Europe and, and established a foothold in West Ham. It's got to be said. I mean, they were almost on the verge of sacking David Moyes towards the end of last season. Then he wins the first European trophy for Youngs. And he's still in a job. And he's had them up, there, I think, the seventh. He's had them around six or seven in most of the time he's been there. And he has been good for West Ham. But West Ham are not at the level of Newcastle United. You mentioned there that West Ham play, uh, they've got to travel to Germany, play SC Freiburg. Um, does that day's difference 
benefit Newcastle or because of the level of opposition that they were playing on Wednesday night, 24 hours doesn't really give them anything. That That is a very interesting thought. And I think it benefits Newcastle, but only because West Ham are playing away. And they've got to travel back late at night, perhaps still with a night from abroad, then look at it next day. Had it been at West Ham, it wouldn't have benefited Newcastle whatsoever. But because it's an away game, it does benefit Newcastle. Uh, no question. Um, though, as I say, we've had, I mean, we've got to, what we've got to do, Andrew, is run an adrenaline one last time. Because if, if we do that at West Ham and we the, the sixth un, game unbeaten run becomes seven, we've got a fortnight off, apart from the international boys. But we've got a fortnight off. So we've only got to go one more time. And if adrenaline can do that for us and the load can be spread just a little bit and it'll be limited, and it can be spread because of um, Elliot Anderson and because of Murphy and maybe a return for somebody, whether it would be Joe Linton or Callum Wilson, to fitness, I mean. Um, so the load might be able to be spread a little, but it's very limited what can be done with it, especially with Gordon out of the, uh, out of the equation. But you've just... I mean, people are like themselves, and they must be waiting to get down there and, and can't, can't wait, because from being a man in the shadows and really in the shadows, as far as match days are concerned, it's what, three on the bounce now and he hasn't put a foot wrong. Yeah, being absolutely tremendous. And he will have a, a difficult afternoon of it though uh, because West Ham have some, as we've mentioned, they're fantastic attacking players. Whether whether it'll be Mikel Antonio or the aforementioned Jared Bowen, it's going to be a difficult afternoon for Newcastle's defence, but they're keeping clean sheets. They're looking much tight at the back. And yes, Jamal LaSalle has slipped straight into that starting eleven. As uh, I've mentioned on, on another podcast and on a video as well, my man of the match against PSG and long may his run of form continue. Uh, just in terms of Anthony Gordon, John, he is Newcastle's informed player. He's been tremendous. Um, how big of a miss is he? Yes, unquestionably. He's in the form of his life. I mean, he's never played better than he's playing now. And you don't want that guy to go out the side when he's playing like that. And certainly he doesn't want to. And... Um, He'll be even a bigger miss because a lot of players that can play in that position, like Harvey Barnes and like Joe Linton, um, like Anderson, who may be needed in midfield, like Isaac, who may be needed at centre-forward so they can't play wide left. So, I mean, we were knee-deep with wide left players and now we're down to almost the bare bones. He will be missed unquestionably uh, because his form has been terrific. But, you know, we've had people stepping up to the plate. Anderson has stepped up the plate recently. Forget that he didn't start last night. He could be unlucky for that. Anderson stepped up the plate. Lascelles from nowhere stepped up the plate. Miggy wasn't always in the starting level a few weeks back. Now he is. Uh, so people have been, you know, stepping up to the plate and it'll be up to um, to the players that come in to make up for, for the Gordon situation. Um, under normal circumstances, with everybody fit, we wouldn't be worried at all. No, we wouldn't. But again, like you mentioned there, the injuries um, don't make replacing Gordon all that easy. What would you do then? Because I think it depends as well. Alexander Isaac didn't look too comfortable towards the end of the game. I know he had that head injury, but he did look like he was uh, he was 
all out of energy and hopefully you know the days he's got now are enough to recover but you know if he's not and Callum Wilson misses out as he did against PSG then then you are looking around and thinking well who do you play up front you know the go-to option would, Gordon would be yes Gordon third choice and exactly. the forward <laughs> but I mean so let's let's say Zach is fit John and he starts on on, on Sunday and we hope he does who do you start out on the left well that's a good question um well, here's an answer and a question with another question. Um, I would start out on the, this is me, not any of you, how often do we say that? I would start with Anderson out on the left if you stick with Tenali, Bruno and Longstaff in your midfield. If you want to rest somebody and Anderson's got to play there, then you've got a problem again on the left because it can't be Anderson. It's interesting, but I mean, I think Anderson will get in the side, be it midfield or or playing wide left. I think he's all I said last season he's a central midfielder. But at that time it was the, it was best to get him in a young boy by playing wide left. So he can do that again, there's no question. But it's like Isaac can play wide left, but that's only if Wilson's fit. And Isaac's fit. Yeah, you put so you it, it it's you've got cover in Isaac or Anderson, but who will be available. I would play I would stick with the midfield that played last night under the circumstances and play Anderson wide left. No, I, I agree. And obviously we'll find out about injuries when Eddie Howe holds his press conference on, on Friday morning. But I think if injuries to Wilson or it, Wilson's injury was, was bad enough for him to miss last night, I think it's probably bad enough for him to miss Sunday as well. And you don't want to rush him back as well with the international break. Give him an extra couple of weeks just to fully recuperate from whatever's uh, holding him back. I think... If Isaac is fit, then I agree. Anderson out on the left, and then the midfield three of Longstaff, Tenali, and Bruno, because I don't think you're going to see Joe Linton um, back. I think he'll be missing until after the international break. That would be another option. I like see Harvey Barnes is injured. I mean, we just have to hope that Isaac uh, comes through it because, um, you know, it's, it is a little bit of a worry. But, uh, you know, he, I, I thought he had a decent game against PSG. He was dropping deep, trying to get the ball. He was a bit isolated at times, but he, he put in a really good shift. And I think he'll get more of a sniff against uh, West Ham because, you know, they're, they're all right defensively, but, they, you know, they can be got at. You know, Zuma's not always switched on. Um, just running through the rest of the team, John, is it as it was on Wednesday? Pope, Trippier, Lascelles, Cher, Byrne, the midfield three, Miggy, Isaac, and then, of course, as, we, as we've said there, Anderson on the left. Yes, I, I think that will be the team, <clears throat> excuse me, barring any miracle, somebody getting off a bed of nails and making themselves available. And with Eddie, you never know, because that's happened in the past, where somebody that's, Joe Linton did it recently, Callum Wilson's done it many times in the past, somebody has got no chance all of a sudden is playing. But um, yeah, that on the information we have, which is sketchy enough, I would think that that would be the team down there. You then look at the bench and it is thin, isn't it? You know, with 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 Anderson starting again, so he's not on the bench. You're looking at Murphy, the two kid fullbacks, um, Dubrovka, and then you, you you're filling in with various people, including Miley, etc., in other positions. Yeah, it's certainly so. And great for Lewis Miley to be on the bench against PSG as well. What a what a valuable experience that would be for him. After the AC Milan game, John. There was lots of talk about a potential European hangover. Some feared it. They thrashed Sheffield United 
uh, 8-0. I'm not suggesting they're going to do that to West Ham. But do you fear a European hangover or do you think, a bit like the question when it comes to keeping them grounded, Eddie Howe has them, you know, ready for this game. He's not going to allow any complacency to slip in. I mean, Newcastle have had a run of fixtures that's been up and down like a fiddler's elbow in terms of glamour. I mean, you know, you you, you play AC Milan, you've got Sheffield United, we, we play Manchester City, the European champions, albeit in the League Cup with not the, the uh, full-strength sides out, but we knock them out. Um, we then, we have Burnley, and then we go, then we have Paris Saint-Germain, and then we have West Ham. It's gone up, down, up, down, up, down. But what has been consistent and hasn't gone up, down, is results. Results have gone straight through the middle, win, win, win. The draw was hardly a, a, a humiliation. It was a way to say Milan, and maybe their performance wasn't one of the most scintillating, but the result was. Um, so the, the results have been consistent. The standard of glamour has been up and down and up and down. But West Ham is not Burnley or Sheffield United. West Ham are decent. I mean, they they have proved that there's that you can lose your best player, but there's still life after that. And they they lost Declan Rice, who was their skipper, who picked up the trophy last season, the European trophy, went across London to Arsenal. Does that mean that West Ham are going to go from where they were, just above halfway, to just above the relegation lot? No. Uh, Jared Bones scoring goals for fun. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, free-kick expert. What a good uh, midfielder he is. We looked at him and James Madison and when we took Sandro Tonali. Uh, so, you know, we know how good Ward-Prowse. You get a free-kick round our box and we're in trouble. Um, he is a good, good player. So they've got a lot of good players. Um, and they will be up for it because it would be a, we would be a scalp for them. But, um, yeah, why should we walk in fear these days? Whoever will play. No, we shouldn't. Uh, We shouldn't. I tell you what, I wish I was playing Manchester United in the League Cup next week in Zerberbeck because they they don't know if they're coming or going. Uh, So I would like to get the revenge for Wembley next week. Uh, I just hope they continue like that till we get up. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I think they will. I think Newcastle, at least Newcastle United's form will continue. I think they will beat West Ham on Sunday. It'll be a very close game, and it's interesting. You know, we've both mentioned a list of West Ham's main threats and the talented players they've got. But you know, if we were doing this, if we were West Ham 
reporters doing it. We could be listing a host of Newcastle names to be feared of as well. So, you know, Newcastle United on the throne of form, great results against and performance against PSG. The players on cloud nine. It's set up again for for victory, I think. Um, what's your score prediction going to be, John? I'm going to go, because I think it'll be tight. I said that about Paris Saint-Germain, but didn't we all? Um, and and then, and I certainly didn't say it now to Sheffield United. Um, but I think it will be tight this time because of all the uh, the strength-sapping situation we've got. So I'm taking Newcastle to win 2-1. 2-1. I'd, I'd take 2-1. I think I agree it's going to be a, a tight game. So I'll take 2-1, I'll take 1-0. I'll, I'll take a victory Anyway, it comes. My, my final question to you, John, uh, will, so obviously, you know, David Moyes and his scouting staff will have done their homework. They'll have dossiers on Newcastle United. Do you think, obviously, we assuming that they would have watched Newcastle play at PSG on Wednesday. Do you think watching that game, watching the way Newcastle just brushed off one of the best sides in in, in Europe will, will have, will have, changed anything about West Ham's approach? Do you think it maybe would have instilled a little bit of fear in them about Newcastle? Well, they ought to have fear anyway, because Newcastle are on a run of results and they've got quality, quality, quality players. We're not going to go down there and lie down. And bear in mind, and I'm not a great believer this has any uh, impact on a game, but this ground, since the move to the new ground, has been a happy hunting ground for us. I think we've won four and drawn one of the six visits there. We do well at their place. And yes, I don't think it'll help the mood to watch last night, because by Jove, you know, their biggest hope, they'll be sitting and their biggest hope will be, well, Gordon can't play if we can keep all those five injured ones out and Isaac has got a headache. And their biggest hope will be that. It, it, it'll not be looking at them and saying, we can get it, Newcastle, and sort them out. It won't be that at all. The biggest hope will be that we will be on our bones for that game. Uh, it's a more, Can I put it this way? It's a more difficult game for them than it is for us. But it is difficult for us as well. But I, I have great faith that we will win it. But I think it'll be by a single... It will this time be by a single goal margin. And how tremendous is it that you can say that it'll be a more difficult game for them than it will be us? And we can say that about 18, 17 teams in the Premier League. It is, it's still something to get your head around. We, we have to hope that Callum Wilson does miraculously recover because he loves scoring against West Ham. Um, so if he gets, if he does manage to pass a fitness test, I would actually start him. I don't think he will do, but uh, fingers crossed he does. I just want to finish on this question, John, because me and Aaron Stokes have been discussing it. And I said last night's victory against PSG was the best performance I have seen, the best result I have seen at St. James's Park in my 30 years of following Newcastle United. So... Would you agree, going back 30 years, what's that, 1993? Maybe you want to go back further and say it's better than some of the older performances before my time. But for me, nothing has beaten what I saw against PSG in my lifetime of supporting Newcastle United. What about yourself? Well, I, it's very, very difficult to think of, of something that, certainly if you take all the emotion of the occasion and the fans and the emotion amongst the players, you couldn't have expected anything to be more perfect than that was. And having sacked amongst the fans as we both did it separately, you, you, you got the complete feeling of how much it meant to the fans. And I, I cannot think off the top of my head, and it's a wonderful subject because everybody comes up, ah, what about that day we went to so-and-so and the day we went there? And, and that's terrific. 
But I mean, I I have never enjoyed anything more, let's put it that way, apart from if I went back far enough, I would talk about the first cup final, not because the performance was better, because I'll tell you right now, with my black and white hat on, the performance wasn't in in the final uh, of the first cup. But the occasion was because you, you had a trophy at the end of it. By the way, just before we finish, because I've nearly forgotten to do this, amongst everybody last night that was coming over and saying hello and hi and isn't it wonderful and fun and Shearer and Rob Lee down to fans. There's a there's a guy, a guy come across and introduced himself called Gavin. He's from Essex and he was originally from Wickham. He was in the Magpie Club on level six. He is a fanatical supporter of this particular podcast, you and I on this podcast every week. He says it gets his big dollop of Jordyism when he's down in Essex. He was up for the game last night as he's up for all the home games. And I just said, we would say thank you, Gavin, for supporting us and would wish him all the best and give him a little mention on the show. So that's done. Yeah, thank you very much, Gavin, uh, for listening. We do appreciate it, as we do everyone who tunes in. And great to see you still making the effort as well to come up from Essex because that's not an easy easy task to do. Um and I mean, what what a game as well to take in. So yeah, thank you, uh, Gavin, and I hope you enjoyed the game, which I'm I'm sure you did. Well, this has been the match preview, ladies and gents. I've been Andrew Musgrove alongside John Gibson as usual, and what a pleasure it has been to reflect on Newcastle's four-one victory over PSG, and then looking ahead to Newcastle United versus West Ham. Hopefully, Newcastle can go into that international break with another three points to their name. You can head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle United news, including Eddie House press conference on Friday and live coverage, because this one's not on TV, so you're going to need to follow it somewhere. And why not do it to our dedicated live blog on Sunday? We hope you enjoy the game. We hope Newcastle get all three points. Thank you very much for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your week.